episode 66. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going? Another Tuesday, and it was successful, and us waiting for news, and then news happens. If my schedule holds like this, I think we can get away with this Tuesday, because I think it'd be a mutual day off for both of us, so it gives us a chance to catch up on some things and not either one of us feel rushed coming home from work or or, uh, coming home from any other activity to be like, oh, I gotta record now. Yeah. Our employers just heard that it's a mutual day off, and one of them will screw us over. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um... But we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that releases every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time on podcast services of your choice. If there's a service that we're not on, please let us know. Um, Also, as you can hear, we're recording on Tuesdays. So uh, jinxing aside, it might be safe to say that Tuesdays will be our relatively normal day for recording. And then when I say that, it'll end up being like a Friday or something. But uh, as of now, it's Tuesdays. uh, And we are live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming where we are an affiliated Twitch channel, so you can choose to support us through subbing, whether you have Amazon Prime or direct subs or 20% off for first-time subs, any of that stuff that Twitch is running. Um, We are able to uh, reap the benefits of that. Uh, As always, following us on social medias, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all those above, and uh, just sharing the show is the best way to help us, along with if you're able to and you haven't done so already, leaving a review. Uh, stars and words uh, words help a lot it helps move us up on charts uh, when when we post the show so that maybe more eyes can see the show so that's always a huge help so if you haven't left us a review whether you listen like on podcast attic you can sign in leave a review itunes lets you leave reviews i believe stitcher lets you leave reviews so if you use any of those three services for sure uh, you should be able to help us out if at all possible and uh, leave a review but other than that, we are going to get into what is, I would say, the heaviest news that we've had in 2021, and it took a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's uh, back from their holiday break officially now. Like, Usually there's like a little bit of delay, like people get back to work like the first week of January, but that, that first week back, they're not really doing too much to try to get into Sweeney things, so seems like we're in full mode, and it's probably going to keep picking up because, you know, the, the fiscal year ends in March, so... They will have more and more stuff uh, as, like this first story, uh, things get targeted, they get release dates because they they have to set that stuff now. Uh, so Mass Effect Legendary Edition uh, is now coming out on May 14th uh, for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, no PS5 or Series X version, though there will be some benefits if you play using backwards compatibility on those platforms uh the big thing with this is we finally got details on what they're gonna do ea's been pretty vague on exactly all the improvements and benefits they're gonna do especially when you're dealing with a trilogy that you know changed drastically from game to game you know it's really hard to go back to the first one in some instances and then a second one and a third one uh that they're all pretty different in terms of how they feel so, uh, some major highlights that I that I pulled up. Uh, it seems like there was like some sort of like uh, virtual press conference that uh, influencers and media got to go to. So there's going to be tons of write ups that you can find mm-hmm. uh, probably over the next couple of days. Uh, but some of the highlights that I saw was they redesigned the UI, uh, improved the AI. Uh, they added the aim assist from Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three to Mass Effect One. Uh, the Hero Femship upgrade that was only available in the third game is now available across all three games. Uh, and the character customization is the same across all three games. So you're not going to have to recreate your character each time 
uh, you load your, your save in from game to game, it's going to be the same character creator for all three games. Uh, along with that, we're going to get 4K HDR 60 frames per second on PS4 Pro, Xbox One X, and then, you know, the series and the PS5. Uh, and then they are doing what a lot of companies are doing now, and they're using AI to, like, scale cutscenes and improve their quality and also improve textures, which are going to receive 4 to 16 times improvement uh, on textures in terms of, like, the quality and size of those textures so it looks like they're actually putting a great deal of work into it those are just the highlights that i found uh for it but there's mm-hmm. huge lists that they released yeah. uh which makes me pretty happy and the trailer looked pretty impressive yeah too. it definitely doesn't feel like it's just shoving it onto next gen which is what a concern was is like okay well let's just make it available to purchase as a bundle on ps4 and xbox and uh like just add new trophies like that's kind of like new trophies achievements that kind of has been par for the course for some of these other games um nothing i can really think of off the top of my head i mean other than like what they did EA with, like with mario. the burnout yeah and what uh nintendo just did with like the mario collection like it was like okay well just we're making it work on the switch we didn't do anything else to it it just works on the switch uh, yeah <laughs> and, and that's what ea's done with the Need for speed hot pursuit this yeah. year and burnout paradise remastered last year or the year before and then this is just one, two, and three, not Andromeda, right? Yeah, Andromeda is its own separate thing. Okay. Because uh, that, that's a separate universe. Uh, so this is just one uh, one through three, uh, which I think everyone will be happy with. Um, and it's going to have all the DLCs. There's like 40 DLCs released over mm-hmm. the course of those three games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone's talked about like the ending uh, for Mass Effect 3, on if they're just going to go with the the patched ending, like the, the remade ending. Uh, I'm assuming that's what they'll do, because that's what people would want. Though I think it would be really cool if they like let you pick <laughs> going into Mass Effect 3. Like, Do you want the original Mass Effect 3 ending, or do you want the patched right. Mass Effect 3 I, ending? I think that they're going to have to talk about something, though, because... A lot of people like me, like I've dabbled in, I've dabbled in Mass Effect, like very, very little. Um, mm-hmm. And not, and I guess now that I know, as an example, part of the reason I really didn't go back to like one or two was because like when I started playing them, it was clunky compared to what mm-hmm. I'd been used to. So like seeing, you know, some aim assist adjustments being made, you know, maybe some, you know, redesigned UI, uh, it makes it intriguing. The frame rate, the HDR, like that, that's all things that are when I, I know I say it like old game is old, like, well, old game won't feel old. <laughs> yeah, it's going to at least feel as new as Mass Effect 3 did, yeah. uh, which, which is helpful because they did tweak the shooting, uh, especially as that franchise moved more from like an RPG with action elements. By the time they got to the third game, it was an action game with it, RPG yeah, elements. It, it turned into a third. It tur- uh, and somebody asked this in our Discord today of like what type of game that you would, how you would describe Mass Effect. And I was like, honestly, it's kind of like The Division. Um, yeah, pre pre division. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like cover based shooting and you know like uh, some ability, you know, and ability cooldowns. And so, but to your point, like one was definitely more le- leaned more towards RPG, um, and then three started le- leaned even heavier towards third person shooter with RPG things. 
Yeah, so. yeah, they, they, it, it grew and evolved over time. So seeing like them improve some of the stuff in the first game, especially like uh, the physics for the Mako are going to be different. Um, the funny thing that I saw in like every write up were elevators are faster because Mass Effect was long running joke of how long those elevator rides were. Uh, four it's times just faster times on better hardware too. Like <laughs> yeah, so so that's going to be good. But apparently they're four times faster if we're talking about like on the base consoles like yeah. the ps4 or last gen and that again uh, if you haven't really played mass effect i think they were one of the first to have branching dialogue no no that's been around for a long time but, but our that branching was, dialogue like, that impacted the story no I, that that's always been around but it was like the first like big one to break through in like like the mainstream mm-hmm. uh like th- sphere you know like uh it was one of the like you remember mass effect was on like fox news and stuff like that for for like the character choices and the romances and stuff like that Mm -hmm. mass effect was like one of the first games to like break through in controversy for you know that crowd but also just like it was it was a huge franchise so i i could see why you would think that it was like the first one to do that but it definitely was like the biggest yeah especially for or i guess the one that did it that got the most praise for doing it maybe is the best way to put it yeah yeah for yeah. sure uh but this so, is this, yeah. everything that's came out today is for this is, is good news is, is really good news in terms of them like you said appearing to have i'm guessing early access to this press event and then these like and then when they release the information that everybody else gets to release their kind of their impressions of what they saw or what they were able to i'm guessing see people play um so yeah. they got to see like a what we call like a hands-off presentation and it, however long it was or wasn't but this also when they do stuff like this this also means that the company's confident in what they're releasing versus like let's just kind of put this out here and see what happens um, yeah which you know, so. I'll, I'll bring up hot pursuit again hot pursuit with the, this kind of yeah. like yeah we're just gonna remake that we didn't hear anything see a trailer and then they just released it yeah uh so th- that was that was surprising. That was nice. Uh, I've never played through all three Mass Effect games, so this will probably be my my first dive I, I, into yeah. that franchise. When I've I, dabbled in them, but right. never like full playthroughs. When I talk to a lot of people that are surprised that I haven't played it, they're like, "Oh, you should go play it." It's kind of one of the and I and I and I go back and I try. I feel like I owned Mass Effect two or three, like whether it was a collection on PS three or something, and near the end of PS 3s life cycle, and I tried to get into it, and it just felt like sluggish and i was also my gaming 10 tendencies have changed since then um Mm -hmm. so this is definitely something that's intriguing to me i am and with all the 4k hdr 60 frames i I understand when i say this but i thought this would have been kind of cool if it was going to come to switch um but it's not it doesn't appear at least right now that it's coming to switch yeah Um, ea has a weird relationship when it comes to nintendo i think this would be something that would be really cool to be on the switch because like i could see myself playing this game like on a long car ride uh, Mm -hmm. as you know um but it's definitely something that's that's piquing the interest and at this point in time if you haven't played the mass effect series at all or you're thinking about going back just wait and get this because i'm assuming this is going to be 60 or so any bucks and you get all the games and all the dlc yeah, yeah, it's going to just be a $60 package for all this uh, on the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, all right, move on to the next story. I just put this in here just because, uh, you know, we've been talking about Microsoft and oh, ZeniMax yeah. forever now. Uh, but people have been wondering, like, hey, when are they going to start announcing, you know, specific games? When are all this stuff's going to come to Game Pass? And the, the big key was the deal's not over yet. So, uh 
the next hurdle for this deal to close um, is Microsoft needs to go to the European Commission uh, board and they need to get approval on this deal and they have a date set for that and that's March 5th. Uh, at this uh, this meeting or whatever you'd want to call it, uh, the deal can be approved, uh, which can then speed up or close the acquisition and it'll be good, or they can ask for concessions to be made or they can open up an investigation, which would then horribly delay this deal from happening. Uh, but I just decided to put this in here just so we can like not talk about this deal until after March 5th. And uh, as far as I know, I believe they've already cleared whatever they need hurdles they needed to clear in the, the United States. So I think mm-hmm. this is the last major hurdle they need to deal with uh, before they can officially say they own it and then throw all uh-huh. the games on Game Pass. Yeah, which, I mean, like today they announced that um, Wolfenstein's coming, like New Blood is going to be on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah, Young Blood. Sorry, excuse me. Um, so it's just kind of like every time there's a new Game Pass announcement, I feel like there's another Bethesda game put on there. So Yeah. Uh, so... This, I guess, this you know, after, after this, this is this is this is not like a, a an abnormal circumstance. This is par for the course when you spend seven billion dollars. Yeah, you spend seven billion dollars and you're buying something that is an international thing, like Zenimax has studios all yeah. over the world, which is why they need to go to the EU and you know get approval for this. Um, so I uh, I don't see anything like I've written up reading up on it. I don't see anything that would affect this transaction from happening. So March fifth will probably be the last big hurdle we'll hear, uh, and they should clear easily. And then maybe we'll get some like kind of announcements through like their end of the f- the financial year uh, calls that they have to make for investors. Because uh, well, yeah, I mean we're definitely know. gonna hear what Microsoft's quote-unquote plans are for bethesda because they're going to want to increase their shares or or prove to people that or that own but because what i don't know from a you know from a stocking stocks standpoint is like does zenimax if if they are or aren't publicly traded do they become microsoft or are they still their own thing you know just and just owned by microsoft uh so zenimax is uh i think had a parent company i believe right that would have been on the stock so they just get ripped away uh, from that. Uh, so we'll, we'll hear more about this uh, after March 5th. Right. Uh, all right. Here's here's one thing that uh, it's good reason why we d- record on <laughs> Tuesdays now, because uh, this just came kind of out of nowhere. Uh, EA Sports just, you know, uh, tweeted e- out an EA's image. EA's being EA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they tweeted out an image that college football is coming back. Uh, so EA Sports has inked a new deal. Uh, what is it? The CLC? Uh, yeah, it's the college licensing thing. It's this is yeah. this is a deal that is not linked with the players' association. This is for them to say Clemson Tigers or Alabama Crimson Tide. Like this is them getting access to the to the licensing, the stadiums, the mascots, the colors, the traditions. This is all stuff that. I guess prevents people from just putting Alabama Crimson Tide on a T-shirt and selling it on the corner. Yeah, so this gives them the rights to the FBS schools, traditions, uniforms, playbooks, among um, other things, and there'll be over a hundred teams included in this deal. Uh, but they did say, as of right now, no players' names or likenesses will be in this game, and I don't see that changing in the foreseeable future. It never was in the game. Yeah, but there was issues with like 
you knew which players were in <laughs> that game because uh, of custom of like, rosters custom rosters but also like you knew the quarterback for this team was that quarterback even if it said like a generic name no, no, no well it, well first of all they never actually even had generic names in there you you could you could choose to put randomized names in the game um and mm-hmm. but they were always referred to as like number 12 number 24 yeah. um the thing that some people got into with kind of came into the custom roster standpoint where people and still to this day do this um they adjust the rosters and like as an example uh michigan's quarterback you know could be a six foot four white guy with blonde hair and the game would purposely make somebody six foot two african-american and have braids Mm -hmm. like but the community that surrounded this game would go through and essentially make custom rosters for all 100 teams and update them with the player ratings and the numbers and the likenesses and the names and yeah. you could i could you know anybody could easily go and download those rosters they were made available there was you, operation sports forums still has rosters for ncaa 14 that's on ps3 and 360 that are consistently being updated um so the the thing that everybody feels is making this possible is the players now like certain states and the ncaa is looking at allowing players to profit off of their own personal likeness Mm -hmm. um but i don't think that this is going to factor into that at all no it it would be too expensive for ea which is why ea kind of got out of it because that's where college football looked like it was heading in 2014 well they got a lot of lawsuits from people and they tried to point the finger at you know custom rosters which in in truth is is the correct answer but the judges re- ruled that well you allowed them to make custom rosters so you allowed this to happen yeah so, uh, uh, and it was always weird because you know like they would have cover athletes and those cover athletes technically could have still been with that team and they can't earn money from being well they had the all cover. they were all graduated players that were cover athletes yeah but were they able to earn money off of that because it got, seems kind of got weird. paid um because okay. they're what and in it's very similar to like a, a player's like declaring for the draft and signing with an agent. They are no longer considered an amateur. So as long okay. as that player had declared, like the last cover athlete was a Michigan quarterback, Denard Robinson. He was already had announced he was leaving the school. And typically it, if um, like, as an example, the best example I can give right now would be the cover athlete for this year's game coming out in August would most likely be Trevor Lawrence, the, the mm-hmm. quarterback from Clemson, who's going to be the number one pick in the draft uh, in like three months. Uh, Tim Tebow had been on the cover, and it, it was after he had already left the school. It's usually it's like the player like the player does something really well in December, January, and then the game that comes out in August. It's you know like usually like the Heisman Trophy winner would be on there typically, um, but they had never there was never a athlete on the cover that was still currently playing the game in college. Okay, so yeah. But I wonder if they would have to split that money with the school because their school jerseys. Yeah, it's, it got weird. I think that when I, I, was, I was doing some looking, um, when I was looking actually up at the next story that we're going to talk about a little bit too, uh, when I was digging into some stuff and trying to see how this worked and how much money was made, um, I, I typically I, the, the, the vibe that I got from what I was reading is that a lot of those cover athletes just got a straight check for ten grand to be on the cover, mm. which is really low. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, ask me, in terms of how many copies of this game, like and you know, EA was selling, um, but I mean, at the same time, like they're it's the first thing they're shown before they're even really typically drafted, and they're like, here's a check for ten grand, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I don't see players ever coming. It would just be too expensive for EA. 
which no. is why they I'll left be really curious already. if the roster thing is there because if the custom rosters aren't there people are going to be pissed <laughs> oh yeah because then it's it's going to ruin yeah. like a lot of people's no yeah. one wants to play with generic players i wonder because uh, i know like the the college football hall of fame they could technically make a deal with them and get the hall of famers into the game probably and have classic rosters that would probably be the only thing they could do to get names in this game yeah i believe i don't but you can't get full rosters that way because not everyone on a roster is in the hall of fame i i don't think that they can it's so weird like i'll be very curious to see some of this stuff like i don't think that they can uh adjust or change things to make it correct like I don't have an example right now, but if somebody's like a, a great player at you know Ohio State and is a sophomore and he's going to be in the game next year or the, the game comes out next year and his name is Josh Smith or something, is the game going to be smart enough to, you know, if you sit there and try to make the quarterback for Ohio State's name Josh Smith, like, is it going to be like, no, you can't do that? Like, I don't expect that to be the case because what happens if my name is Josh Smith and I want to play quarterback at Ohio yeah. State? Like, that's where it gets into, like, some really weird issues of – how they are or aren't going to do this because the coolest thing about this game this is madden like let's not I'm, let's not sugarcoat this this is madden mm-hmm. it's going to use it's going to use the exact same engine that madden uses uh, for and better or worse yeah whether you like it or don't like it it's going to use the exact same the playbooks are going to be a little bit different but not that much different because of how much the nfl and college are very similar in terms of their spread offenses and and things that they run other than like some of the stuff having the option the offense called the option, not the option to do it, but there, you know, um, is in there uh, custom playbooks from you know certain coaches or co- or universities. Um, but the the real fun that comes from this, and I did this for years myself, is the is the online play, the online dynasties of picking you know University of Minnesota and having to recruit new players. And after like the you know the the first three or four years of your dynasty when you are truly uh, relying on the randomization of the game creating these players and then you finding these players in high school and convincing them to come to your school and you know going against your buddies like that's where the fun comes from this and that's where i always like people sometimes would accelerate their franchises four or five years just to get away from that because then Mm -hmm. it was it ended up being okay, like I really like Temple University and I'm going to make them a dominant power in college football in my world, in my life, in in my game. And you could do that with recruiting correctly with these random players. But then, you know, it got into the thing of like, well, the USC quarterback is the black guy with braids and he wears number 16. That's what I wear, so you should pay me. That's where some of this problem came from years ago. So, But this is great. Uh, Like, this is super cool. It's not going to have an attachment to NCAA at all, it appears. It's going to be called EA Presents, EA Sports Presents College Football. Really Which is title. weird. <laughs> so, uh, does that does that mean the bowl games aren't going to be part of it technically? The bowls, or the, well, who see, owns the, the bowl thing games? That gets really confusing. Is like the 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 college football playoffs aren't there. That's what they're called. The college football playoffs are not called the NCAA playoffs. They don't have an like okay. the, they don't have an attachment to the NCAA. Like, and I think this is one more nail in the coffin for the eventual elimination in the next five years of the NCAA as a whole. Mm. Like. The National Collegiate then, Athletic Association is on its way out the door. And part of not, not saying that EA making the new game is going to be the final thing. Players being able to make money off their likenesses. And I don't want to go like super deep down to not, not everybody pays attention to sports as much as I do. But allowing a player at a university to make money off of their likeness because they are popular um, is is needed and necessary. 
the NCAA's control of situations is unneeded and unnecessary, and this is this will be the beginning and the end of them. <laughs> I would imagine EA would prefer if NCAA sticks around because then they'll just have to negotiate with like. But they're not negotiating with the NCAA right now. They're negotiating yeah, with okay, the CLC. Yeah, true, true. So yeah. the you know it's 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 weird. Like you like I said, you could go down a whole thing like hockey uses the NCAA for the regular season but not for the tournament. The basketball is the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, there there's college basketball for other things. It it, it gets really really weird on, yeah. on how this stuff happens and I I could just imagine though EA having to go down the path that they kind of have to go down with FIFA where you have certain leagues that you can have. Mm-hmm. Like will EA then have to be like, "All right, we have the Big 10 in this game or well that's those it, specific it, it, conferences. It, again getting super deep into it that that's going to be the next thing and, and for those of you that pay attention to college football like when i refer to the power five um pack 10 pack 12 i'm sorry big 10 um sec acc big 12 uh they're gonna eventually the, the amount of money that they generate from television and from doing what they're doing is is significant hence why they played during COVID. um that mm-hmm. they will Again, they will be the the they will slam slam the door shut on the NCAA, on the NCAA at least from a football standpoint. With like I said, in the next five or six years, when they leave the NCAA, <laughs> when those five conferences yeah. say, you know what, we're done. <laughs> like you're restricting what we can them. do in terms of like if you look into like the, there's stupid money. Like the University of Texas has its own television network like it's oh yeah it's no it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. The and they don't want to give the players yeah, money which the big, is the even big crazier. 10 network well they okay it both it goes both ways those players are getting education and they are getting paid it's those those ones that sit there and say that they have to eat ramen noodles or i'm sorry they're over exaggerating i have friends that went to college on athletic scholarships like i've seen these facilities like they are relatively well taken care of um but yes i do agree like a, a, a player like trevor lawrence's caliber and why he's playing college football should be able to do an autograph session and charge 50 bucks for an autograph for his autograph. Yeah. And, and I'm not her, saying you pay them NFL money, right. but there should be some yeah. sort of compensation. It just gets into Jersey really, sales. Yeah, like agreed. should be yep. something they get. A yeah. A hundred percent. It just sucks though, because you could be like the second string tight end and you know, you get, you know, $5 a day and then your buddy that your roommate gets $500 a day because he's really good. And get good. you know, well, sometimes it's not as easy as that. There's I know, a lot I know. of there's a lot of parameters around it, and there's also like there there's potential for humongous recruiting issues, like humongous recruiting issues. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the schools with the biggest money, it would just be. Well, but it also could be that you know, like it, go look up. This is before your time, Michael. But go look up Southern Methodist University in Texas. They got the death penalty from the NCAA because they had like somebody like Eric Dickerson go in there, and people were like. Why the hell are all these people going to Southern Methodist University? Well, there yeah. was a reason, <laughs> and it was bad. <laughs> so. But all right, uh, go ahead. Uh, so it sounds like though, uh, from this news report, it doesn't even sound like the game's coming out this year. Oh, it no. sounds like this we're years away from from this I would, one. I would be next is, year. I'd be shocked if it's next year. Yeah. Like I, I just imagine they unless, just slap unless, college football yeah. on Madden. Yeah, then... okay. Like that—that's the only thing that they have going for them, though, is that every it's it. I know I, I tend to not say this, but it, it's copy and paste. Like it's yeah. just it's take taking Madden, getting the updated, and I I don't know how much stuff has changed. They I guarantee you they still have all the assets from all the other college stadiums and the scans. It's like we've talked about you know for for baseball and what we're going to talk about here in a second. Why others studios haven't made a baseball game because they'd have to go scan every single stadium they'd have to go scan every single player 
Um, and and EA still has the scan of University of Michigan stadiums, Ohio State stadiums, yeah. Clemson stadiums. Like they just might need to tweak them a little bit, which is different. Yeah, they than, added a jumbotron. Right. Okay, we'll throw that in. Which there. is different than having to entirely rescan a stadium. Yeah. So. Uh, especially with COVID still a thing. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's just jump into the next story. Uh, this was hilarious to me um, <laughs> because every news article I read was like. Oh my God! MLB The Show is coming to Xbox, even though Sony announces in December of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did get some news out of MLB The Show. Some uh, weird news, like some. It's it's there's some stuff in here. It's pretty weird. I'm happy more people are gonna be able to play oh, this yeah, game. 100%. Obviously, I think Sony did uh, a weird flex, by the way, but that's fine. Yeah, they, they they did a lot of weird little things with this stuff. Um, I just want to make sure I have the release date right. Yeah, April 20th is correct, and it's a month April later 20th. than okay. it's, it's Because is, Xbox which... was showing March 30th on their images, and someone was oh, like, okay. where'd you get that image? Like yeah. Aaron Greenberg was posting an image that said March 30th, which I'm assuming was the original release date, and then they yeah. pushed it a little further. Okay, so uh, as stated before, uh, this is coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Uh, last gen is going to be fifty nine ninety nine. Current gen will be sixty nine ninety nine. There is no upgrade path from last gen to current gen unless you buy the collector's edition, which gives you access to both. I don't have a huge uh, problem with this right off the bat of the because cross progression is a thing. Yeah, um, and then uh, the major thing that I saw uh, was cross-platform pa- play within the same ecosystem and generation. So PS5 can play with PS4 players and Series S and X players, but they can't play with Xbox One players. I'm going to reach. Xbox- <laughs> I'm going to reach here, and and I feel like this is a Sony issue. This has to be. Because and the reason I think the it's thing. a Sony issue is because we talked about the trophy like the trophies being kind of busted between PS4 and PS5 in mm-hmm. terms of like seeing that. So I th- I think for some reason there is something that's preventing a PS5 player from playing with an Xbox One player. There's something... Which is weird because yeah. here's the thing. Xbox Series X people can play with Xbox One people because yes. they're in the same ecosystem. Yes. So there's some weird stuff happening here. Um, the box art was uh, revealed as well. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Tatis. <sighs> Tati, sorry. Sorry. I never fully learned how to say his name because the Sox have uh, passed with this guy. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, so he's going to be on the cover. Um, nice PlayStation logo on, on that box. That's which, the of weird course flex. they're going to do that. But I still think that's the weird flex. So Mike Minecraft doesn't put Xbox Studio uh, yet. Okay, yet. I think that they will. I think Microsoft will. But I don't have a problem with Sony San Diego being on there. And yes, they are a PlayStation Studio, and Sony has just... They rebranded for that. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, Sony has just named themselves PlayStation Studios, um, and as well as I feel like Microsoft recently just kind of started calling them all Xbox Studios and kind of made their logo yeah. and stuff for them within the last year. Um, I just I kind of did some digging around. Like, I, like Minecraft Dungeons box art doesn't have Microsoft's logo on it anywhere. Um, I, I it, It's fine. Um, it's fine that it's there. I think it's, 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 it's well needed and regulated and, and it's fine i just think it's a weird flex like it's give credit to your studio like <laughs> yeah uh, here the, the thing i think like so i just played a you know uh, a game that was a playstation studio game earlier today and playstation has like the coolest sizzle yeah like thing where it's like the playstation studios logo and as it's basically the marvel yep 
uh, MCU logo thing where as it's going through the letters, it shows you like Ratchet, uh-huh. Ellie, uh, Nathan Drake, Kratos. I'm guessing that will be in yeah, it'll be yeah, the show sure. because it's their branding. As long as they continue and go forward with this, as long as like mm-hmm. this PlayStation Studios logo shows up on the next Naughty Dog game and the next Sony Ben game, the next I think God of will. War game, that's fine. But if this logo is only showing up on their MLB game because it's cross-platform, I just think it's a weird flex. But it's 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 their logo it's within their rights they're they're totally fine doing it and i'm sure that there's somebody that's sitting there cackling because there's a playstation logo on an xbox game and you you got problems but that's fine well get ready because uh, if microsoft doesn't like this Deathloop will have a microsoft studios logo right yeah like i said it's it's fine it's well within these companies rights to do and and as long i just feel like as long as you stay consistent on when god of war comes out it has that same playstation studios logo on it which i think it which i i i, I will say it will um, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm just happy with the cross-platform play. That's going to be really good. Yep. Though I hope Xbox players know that MLB has sometimes the Bro- worst. Sometimes? <laughs> Always has sometimes. broken ass online. <laughs> Two years ago was the last one I played. I was able to get into some games and finish some games. Yeah. So I'm hoping they I've scaled always, for I've this. I've always had success playing against a friend of mine. Like somebody on my friends list that I'm in a party chat with, I've always had success. It's and 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 this is the same case with Matt. It's 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 very very hit or miss for just finding a random person to play against. Um, yeah. And uh, and again, the, I can't even think of what it's called right now. Diamond Dy- yeah, Diamond Dynasty will be a yeah. much bigger deal. And like this is great. This is great for Sony. This is great for Microsoft. Microsoft gets a good. It gets a great baseball franchise on its platform. Sony gets to sell a substantially like more copies. Like, like yeah. just like I'm actually surprised it, it's, it's not Steam. We talked about this like two weeks ago. Like, why? Yeah. Why no PC? Like at this point in time, like why? Like we've heard that the PS5 and the Xbox Series is are are on par with PCs. Why is this not ported to Steam? That that was weird, but I almost wonder if that's just like a scale issue because they're asking Sony San, uh, San Diego Studio to like scale more than they're probably used to. Johnny is a boy. MLB is strictly a single player game. I agree. Ro- but- Road to the Show is the best RPG <laughs> yeah. you can get on consoles. Um, well, it, it, MLB the Show, it like it even before even like on PS3, MLB the Show would pop in on like the top 10 NPDs yeah, like top for like 20 eight. selling game of the year. Like in the, it would hit yeah. the top 20, top 25 best selling games of the year. And it would, it, yeah. you know, without a huge, um, without a huge, um, I'm sorry, what do you call it? Without a huge install base, you know, install base or following like a, like a God of War or uncharted, like for a sports game to do that, like FIFA, we, FIFA would always sell well, but we would always hear about like the microtransaction standpoint of it from FIFA yeah. doing. Um, but like, this, MLB was good yeah, this, game yeah, does good yeah, and this, that was always great. This software sells hardware. Like this MLB this had the attach, similar attach rates to like Gran Turismo at one point in time. Like this sells hardware. Um personal opinion, this will hurt hardware sales for Sony because there's only so many pieces of the pie. Like it before people would buy a PlayStation console for MLB. Just like in and you know in because they, but now the option of an Xbox player having the option to play this game on their system could potentially have the reason uh, less of a reason both ways, though. So. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know if it'll hurt them significantly, but it at least gives players the choice of like, 
especially now where consoles are still hard to buy and they'll probably still be hard to buy in March, mm-hmm. where someone who's like, oh, I really want to buy the show, they'll now have the choice of like buy an Xbox or a PlayStation, whichever one's available right. is what they'll go to. So they, I would imagine, I know manufacturers have to do this, like make sure you have enough inventory when a big game comes out. I would hope that Sony would be smart enough to be like, and there'll be the show comes out. Okay, we're gonna have pre-orders going on our Sony Direct site. Yeah, like, and that's he, ready to go for consoles. Johnny brings up a great point in chat too. He's like, he's happy for Sony San Diego because um, now they might actually get a little bit more cachet when it's being talked about in terms of sports game of the year. A lot of times it gets put, oh yeah, they put get away snubbed. because it's console exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, still weird the, that it's coming out in April. Like I don't like why. Yeah, and towards the end of April too. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe they're expecting the season not to start proper. But I don't see, you know what I don't see so far yet? I don't see the pre-order this edition and get to play three days early. I don't see that shit right now. Uh, Wednesday is when they're announcing their collector's edition. We'll, we're going to get to uh, that shit. <sighs> All right. Don't worry, we're getting that shit. <laughs> like, especially with the, the upgrade only being in, you know, PS4, PS5 only being in the collector's edition. Um, all right. So, um, in the least surprising news uh, that we've had in a while, uh, Google is shutting down its two studios for Stadia. They had two Um, studios? They had two, Montreal (laughs) and Los Angeles. Uh, They had bought the studio behind Journey, Savage Planet Journey. My cat's behind me now. Um, And... You know, they were talking about making AAA games. They hired Jade Raymond of uh, Ubisoft and EA, you know, EA fame uh, to be the creative director. Uh, she is leaving because they're no longer going to be creating anything. Uh, hold on. My cat <laughs> is trying to crawl on my keyboard. Sorry. Uh, so they're going to close down. Uh, those two studios, 150 developers will be impacted by this. Uh, Google did say that they will try and find new roles for them at Google. Uh, so, but that's one of those things where it's like a lot of people went there to make video games. And if Google's not going to make video games anymore, those people are just going to leave. Like, I'm sure coders can get a coding position at Google and be f- happy. Uh, but like the art people at those two studios uh-huh. they they they're yeah, gonna sucks. go away yeah it sucks yeah. like this is this is terrible um but at the same time like I, i'm i'm fascinated because and i saw some of this over like last night like what was promised to these people to come to to do this like to you know because you had to present it some plan to them that now is google is like this is what everybody what we were so worried about was that Oh, this isn't working, and we're done. And but at the same time, we figured that any company in the world that had the money just to, you know, we're watching. We're we're we're, 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 we're sorry. We're watching two different scenarios. We're watching Microsoft just throw money at a situation yeah. to fix to fix what's considered to be a problem, and we're watching Google try to make a brand new platform with a terrible business plan and promising something to people to get them to, to come. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure that these play, these people and these employees that came, certain ones of them got contracts and they're getting paid regardless because they, they, yeah. they poached them from another developer to come and to do this. And now now you're pulling the plug on it. And the reason you're pulling the plug on it is because your subscriptions aren't sustaining enough money to pay for the bills to make these games. That's why. So, like, the, the, the best thing I saw, I, I believe it was Jeff Grubb said, Google right now has 120,000 employees. 
Like they they employ 120,000 people worldwide. Ubisoft, a game st- studio, employs 16,000 people. So more than 10% of their like of of their like employees would need to be hired up for them to do what they want to do and make like triple A games. Mm-hmm. Like and Google was never committed to doing that. Like they were going to give it a shot, but like they weren't going to well, go and full on into this game easy development. For third-party developers to put it on your product. Like everything yeah. we've heard was it was expensive, it was hard. Um and it, but and, but the it, like the, what we're hearing rumblings from other developers, it was expensive, it was hard. It we don't know if it was uh if the return on investment was good enough. And then what initially when Stadia was rolling out, they're like, "Oh, this will be easy." The developers and like I'm and I'm paraphrasing, but you just give us one copy of your game and we put it on the cloud and everybody plays it and it's the most current copy of the game bullshit <laughs> like yeah uh well so sounds like their strategy now is to not make video games they are going to my cat is like stuck on my desk right now and it's hilarious <laughs> um so it sounds like they were now going to shift into just relying on third-party deals like they only want to do third-party deals to keep stadia alive because they're not going to shut stadia down uh but i don't know if that means that they weren't really seeking big third-party deals before and now they're going to, and this cat is just being really annoying. Here, hold on, hold on. That's the second time this cat's like trying to jump on me. Um, so, like, they were pursuing third-party deals, but they didn't really seem to be putting much effort into it before this. And I don't know if we're gonna then see them like just throw money at it to get other deals. But like right now, like. Ubisoft gave them the best chance. Like Ubisoft was like part of their their beta, and they had like Assassin's Creed running on it, and then they had all these great games on it. And then UPlay or whatever they're calling it now, Ubisoft Connect Plus, like the subscription yeah. service, is was they tried to add it to Stadia. Like Ubisoft was like, we believe in this. On, on top of the fact that we believe in putting our games on every single thing humanly possible, um, and it's helped them in the long run. But I don't have a desire to to play a game. That, that you know might run better but if my internet's yeah. not working that day it's not going to run better no no uh, the best thing that stadia had for them is cyberpunk was running well on stadia like that was like their best thing to happen to them last year uh but even that didn't move the needle because cyberpunk was still like a trash fire they so like the one i almost pulled the trigger on it because like i was like well i eventually want to play cyberpunk because whether you know and this is before i knew it was broken i go cyberpunk costs 60 or 70 dollars for me to buy on any platform and if i buy it on stadia i get the whole package like the the uh, founder's edition or whatever you want to call it the controller and the chromecast and i'm like that's essentially yeah. free and and right now I'm and I in my mind I'm like that would be a great platform to have because eventually the plan is for them to release exclusive content. Well, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, I, it just I don't know what the hell like Google's gonna do and like the idea that they're still like saying like oh don't worry we're still gonna charge a monthly subscription <laughs> we're still gonna keep this going we're just gonna get third parties to sign on board but it's just like everyone is being bought right now or signing exclusive deals for Game Pass. I guarantee that there's going to, like, Microsoft at this point sees blood in the water, and they already know oh, the that Amazon's... Oh, the day they release xCloud on PC? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and you could just you could just tell somebody that has a Stadia subscription, you know, you can use that controller and log into the Microsoft Store and give them $5 for this month and have 140 games that you can play. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
at this point, like I, I would imagine that Microsoft, because they're still competing with PS Now and they're still competing with now Amazon, because Google's left basically. Yeah, just license your tech. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically what they're probably gonna end up doing. When they say they're looking for third party publishers, go to, to Sony help with. and license your tech, so Sony has some type of cloud based thing. Because PS Now ain't it. Sony spent a lot of money on on live, so they're, they're gonna keep but that just, going. Front, but you can you can mix PS Now with whatever Stadia technology they're using. I wouldn't be surprised they go out to like Ubisoft and it's like you have kind of a big library. You want to turn you know your your Uplay Plus into something else? Yeah. Uh, so I. I expect Microsoft now will probably sign, even though they don't really have to, exclusivity deals with, like, Game Pass stuff to where it's like, hey, this doesn't make it on PS Now and and on Game Pass sort of scenarios, and then Amazon does whatever they want to do. But, yeah, I don't see Stadia really surviving, like, honestly. Like, even though they'll gladly take your money for $10 a month uh, for you to... They better up your benefits. But they probably won't, because the they they have enough people that are diehard Stadia people that were like heartbroken last year who are still probably going to put ten dollars into this is nerd fandom stuff. There's someone yeah. who's dedicated their life to Stadia, and they'll gladly take those people's money and not give them anything really to benefit them. The the biggest so, problem that I have right now, and this is a, I heard this and I, it 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 registered with me very well, is like why would I pay sixty dollars for Darksiders Five on Stadia? when I can pay $60 for Darksiders 5 on Xbox or PlayStation, and I can play it when my internet's bad. Yeah. Especially now, like, you would be crazy to buy any game on Stadia right now. Because you lose that right to that game as soon as Google's, like, that, that's DRM. Now. That's DRM in its finest, folks. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And and it, maybe some developers will be nice and issue you a Steam key, but not no, no, that's not a guarantee. So, uh, but then you yeah, have to so worry about just, if your system's strong enough to run it. Like yeah, depending on what games are, yeah, if they can get any more like big the games. Caveat for it is, and then plus, what if you have a Chrome, a Google Chromecast, and you play it on your TV, and you don't have a a PC? Like you, like, are they going to be like, well, all right, we're sorry. So if you uh, message us, we'll send you a a PlayStation key. I don't own a PlayStation. Oh, we'll send you an Xbox key. I don't own an Xbox. Uh, how about Steam? Yeah. My PC. Oh, like, can I just have my money back? Uh, no. What, what the, the thing is, though, is I don't think it mark it penetrated the market at all to be in those scenarios. Yeah. Most of the people that have played Stadia have I'd re- I something would, we'll to play nev- games on. We'll never see that data, but I want to know how many outright games were purchased on Stadia, not through the subscription, like not yeah. games you're playing through the subscription. Who went and paid sixty dollars for Dark Siders Genesis on Stadia? Yeah, who did Cyberpunk when they found out like yeah. none of their hard work can run Cyberpunk? Who who went out and was like, all right, I guess I'm buying it on Stadia. Uh, but yeah, uh, R.I.P. the Stadia Studio sucks for the people that uh, are losing their their job right now. Jade Raymond just seems to be like since she left Ubisoft, has just not uh-huh. been able to find uh, like a studio to make games. She was working on a Star Wars game with Amy Hennig before she jump to google and then the studio uh, she left is not making a star wars game <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's just it's just it's crazy like uh, how how much you know she's she's been around and hasn't found any like i'm sure financially it's been very successful for her you know i wonder, like, I wonder if she had a conversation with julian garrity when he was making like the crew and laughing like hey i'm making a star wars game you're making the crew and now julian garrity's sitting over there going hey you 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 went to a company that doesn't even make a platform anymore and i'm making a star wars game 
Yeah, like, I'm sure financially it, it, it was very beneficial, but I, I feel bad for like a creative who is like. Sorry, you I, know, I know Ju- I've interviewed Julian Garrity before. Yeah. And I could see him totally doing something like that. He's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I guess we'll see what happens with her. Uh, Google just bought a studio last year. They bought the Savage Planet studio last yeah. year. Uh, Alex Hutchinson studio. Well, and then uh, the huge, the bigger question, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. What happens yeah. to that studio's IPs? Like, they're owned by Google now. So if somebody else wants to make a game, another Savage Planet game, like, yeah. do they have to, like, get the publishing rights from Google? Yeah, uh, you would hope Google would be too big and powerful to even give a shit this about means is like THQ those IPs. Is going to own all their IPs. Yeah, yeah. Right now, THQ Nordic is like chomping at the bits. Excuse me, sir. Uh, like, Mr. Google, do you want to remaster that game from a year ago? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's it for for news though. Uh, Google Stadia is. On its right, sorry, you, you put it in here, Cathyrus. Uh, uh, I feel like Google oh, yeah. it, it has no one to blame but themselves. The service works really well, but it has come, but it has not come to all devices, all devices yet. Missing features still. And I read that a lot of the developers didn't want to work with them because it was too expensive. So some yep. of those points will be touched on. But I just wanted to, um, yeah, like I, I, I feel like in a, in a certain situation, like the tech works really well. But even like somebody in our chat, um, he lives overseas. I know, um, and he says it doesn't work at all so yeah yeah and with data caps and all that sort of thing like this game like i think it was like 20 hours ate up like i just don't i don't feel like somebody would go into a store if and and again we talked about this months ago like i never i never saw stadia in a store which is part of their terrible business plan but you know like I, you know, working somewhere, you walk into like, you know, a Best Buy or a Target or, you know, Walmart and you see Stadia and you see PlayStation and you see one that costs $80, you know, or $100 or whatever cost and one that costs $500. And then you ask the person, well, that one requires internet connection at all times. That one doesn't. Like, I just, I understand that the price comparison is huge. The price difference is huge, but the, the risk is higher. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on from the news. All right, uh, what we're planning and watching. You want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Um, so uh, for me, I, I, I took a little notes. Um, I know we have one game in common. Uh, so I beat Titanfall 2, uh, finally like finished that up. Really enjoyed that campaign, see why people loved it. I was going to hop into the multiplayer, but I was like, I'll just play Apex Legends. So I downloaded Apex <laughs> Legends for my PS5. Did it give you like uh, so, any more desire to play to go back to Apex? I know you've been taking a break from Apex. Then that, that, That's basically what it did, is it made me at least download Apex. I haven't loaded yeah. Apex yet, but it made me go like, oh, let me, let me download Apex. I haven't been in it in a, a while. Season 8 is just starting up. I'm interested to see how that runs on the Switch, so I might download it on the Switch. And you said and the, know the campaign's about, right. about eight hours, right? Six, eight hours? No, no, no. It's like four hours. Four to five hours. Okay. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty short campaign. Yeah, Titanfall 2's campaign is like four or five hours. Uh, so it was a real slow burn. It was just basically me playing like an hour and a half a night for like three nights. Um, then I uh, got the Platinum in Astro's Playroom. I needed to get space on my uh, PS5. So I was looking for stuff to delete, and so I was Michael, like, oh, Michael, like, Michael can't delete a game until he platinums it. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, it was one of those scenes where it's like, oh, let me uh, let me delete Astros, and I'd check the trophies list, and it was like, I only had like five hidden trophies. So I pulled up a guide, got the platinum in that. I I really loved Astros. Like I made my game of the year list last year. 
Uh, and I didn't put Astro's Playroom in like my top 10 and I probably should have like it's definitely one of those games where I was like it was really good I, mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed that so I much I need to play it and actually I probably should just sit down with Owen and play it let Owen play it or something yeah. is what I need to do yeah so. it, it definitely have fun with that um, and then uh, before we recorded I actually played uh, Destruction All-Stars I played the tutorial and two online missions uh, I'm surprised how much I liked it like it's only two two to like uh yeah like they did a random state matches. of play like four days ago out of nowhere uh um, yeah yeah and kind of they didn't do like our a, idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> it kind of went into like a deep dive on it and i watched bits and pieces of it um i i i, I need to play it i want to play it i want to check it out i uh, just didn't have a chance to download it yet today so yeah i downloaded uh destruction all stars and i just downloaded control just because i'm like oh I, I, I never like did all the side stuff, so I'm gonna replay control. Uh, but destruction all stars, like the the gameplay is actually really fun. Uh, the driving is really smooth, fast, responsive. Uh, the controller works well in terms of like uh, that that haptic feedback, that rumble works really well with that game. Uh, the outside of the the vehicle stuff is pretty cool. It's kind of scary. So it's like uh, it's it's a destruction derby. You have your car. Uh, you can hop out of your car anytime before it explodes on the map random cars will be loaded into the area that are empty so if you bail out of your car just in time you can then just hop in one of those cars that are waiting for players uh each character has different like abilities um and they also have a special car that if you collect enough like uh either it's your point total or it is like collecting the crystals that are around the the map uh, you can call down your your character's specialty car, which has its own special abilities, but otherwise you can just use all the random cars that get dropped in the map. Uh, I I just it's just mindless fun. Like it's the perfect sort you, of. Do you see this as like a community thing of like six or eight people in a party playing the game? Yes, I I could totally okay, see that, cool. uh, and especially because like the learning how to play takes two two three seconds you know awesome. like the tutorial is, is a couple minutes long but it's like get in a car smash other people that's it like or at least for the like the, the game mode that i played there's like i think right. four or five other game yeah. modes that's great that's great uh, to hear so and yeah, it's perfect so, for plus then too at the same time yes and, like, and i think this is like key for for playstation plus games is if you're launching a multiplayer game and you get on plus you will find a level of success and like the i played probably like within like 30 minutes of it dropping on the store today. Uh, so the servers held up. I don't know nice. what it's going to be yeah. like later tonight mm-hmm. as more people download it. Uh, but, but so you're saying, was, you're saying it's rocket league fall guys 2.0 style. Yeah. I don't, okay. yeah. I just hope it has the depth there. Uh, cause again, this is only me playing oh, a couple do, matches. They'll do seasons and microtransactions and emotes and car. I oh, think, you know, I, I already saw, like saw the emotes or something or car. So, <laughs> Yeah, the customization stuff's there, and I saw a bunch of different currencies that I could earn or probably purchase. Uh, So there's stuff there. Uh, I just need to play it more to find out if there's, like, staying power uh, with that. But as a PS Plus game, I think it does a good enough job to where it's like, I was interested enough to download it, and I'll probably put a couple hours into it before deciding if this is going to be, like, my Rocket League or Fall Guys. Awesome. Though this did remind me, uh, I hate whoever decided to put voice chat in the controller. I I, I saw Chandler tweet about this today. I fucking hate that feature, and I forgot about it because I haven't played a multiplayer game on a PS5 since like the first week. Sounds like people don't know their microphones on, which is what you were worried about. So 
Yep. When they um, first announced this controller, you're like, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you uh, like get into a game and there's 16 people in the in the lobby, it's just chaos. And then you have most of the people screaming, mute your fucking controller. And it's just people listening to music, people having very personal conversations. And like, thank God I remember to mute my microphone. Uh, just, it, but just, it's super just, annoying. Just do what I do. Anytime you log into a PlayStation, just start a party chat. And then you don't have to worry about any game chat. <laughs> I, I, I might have to do that and just keep it private so no one joins me and I can just play well, my can't, games. They in can't case. join you unless you invite them in the new system. <laughs> oh, perfect. Great. Yeah. Because, dude, it was so annoying. Like, I'm just listening to like mumble rap and people cursing at each other and saying horrible things and i'm just like damn it like i don't want to turn the audio off on my controller because fucking game sends audio to the controller now more than ever uh so outside of that i really enjoyed destruction uh all stars i'll save the last thing i'm playing because uh, it's something we both played uh so and watching um i'm watching sarah play uh red dead redemption 2 uh, she was just looking for another game to play, so she hopped on that. Um, it's a lot more entertaining to watch people play Red Dead than actually play Red Dead, at least for me, because <laughs> I really could never get into the controls in Red Dead, which is why I skipped six hours into it, uh, which is weird because I really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption, the first one, uh, but the, I don't know why they changed the controls enough in Red Dead Redemption 2 that made it like not as fun for me to play. Uh, so I'm watching her play that, uh on uh, playing it through backwards compatibility on the ps5 mm-hmm. uh so getting the benefits of those load times uh is great because that, that was a two minute load game and now it's like less than 30 seconds uh it just dawned on me too because you, you you literally mentioned two of them and we should, we didn't even talk about it but playstation plus is great for february with um destruction all-stars to control the ps5 version mm-hmm. um and then concrete genie which is a game you love so yeah I just wanted to go over um, that really quick. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so watching her play Red Dead Redemption Two has been pretty fun. Uh, just I play the Switch, you know, play Tetris or something. Why? Why she's playing Red Dead Redemption Two? Um, and then this past weekend was the Royal Rumble. Um, great Royal Rumble. I was really worried about this year's because no crowd in the Royal Rumble just seems not as fun. Uh, but they did really good storytelling in both rumbles which was surprising uh it's nice that they don't do like six hour shows anymore like the shows are like two three hours which is really nice Mm -hmm. uh i think the royal rumble ended up being like three to four hours which is perfect for me because i don't like doing six hour shows anymore uh i actually think this is like the best they've done with like piping in crowd audio like the fake crowds (laughs) i didn't think about Uh, the fans again yeah yeah, they they did a really good job with like piping in. Uh, so they timed the it really well. When you slam somebody on the mat, they actually make noise versus like them making noise after the slam on the mat. Yeah, yeah, and also <laughs> like picking like which people they want to boo and cheer, which has been kind of off. Um, and just you know trying to recapture like the countdown in a rumble. Anytime yeah, yeah. the timer gets to ten seconds, the crowd chanting oh, and then, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, the buzz. Sure. So they d- did really well uh, for that. So really enjoyed the Royal Rumble. Uh, but the the last thing uh, I'll talk about, uh, and then you'll talk a little bit more about it as well, is the medium. How far did uh, you I get? I believe. Um, I I don't want to spoil stuff. I'm like I'm still on the second floor, but I passed the second amount of bats 
if that All makes right, sense. I just I stopped when I got the shield when I learned how to do the shield and then I stopped and I had and then I haven't gone back yet and the only reason I haven't gone back yet is because I painted my living room that took four days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first time you get the shield, I, I I've used the shield like two or three times now. Okay, so you might be like so, a half hour ahead of me. So. Yeah, half hour ahead of you. Um. So I'm interested in this game. Uh, the story is intriguing enough. You're, you're playing a medium who gets a call, a mysterious call to take you to a resort. And since you communicate with the dead, you help people pass on. I believe that's like the, the character's interest in going mm-hmm. here. She learned how to uh, help people cross over. Yeah. And she, um, goes to this resort, this resort, apparently something horrible happened at this resort or this hotel, uh, and I haven't learned quite what's going on, uh, but I love the world design, and the character design is really mm-hmm. great. Like, when you meet Sadness, I believe is the, the little girl's name, yeah. it's, like, kind of brutal. Uh, so far, like, the writing has been awesome. The dialogue has been great. Like, even communicating yeah. with the her, I guess, the person that, like, took care of her that passed away, and then communing yeah. with Sadness. Like, like that's the you know the, when when voice acting and writing is spot on it helps tremendously yeah it's it's i really think that's like top notch the only problem is i don't feel like this is next gen um my game is cr- a crazy glitchy the reason i stopped is so early on dave when you're learning how to like transfer when you're you absorb some power and then you're trying to turn on the elevator. Uh-huh. If you remember that, yeah. Um, That's the it puts a prompt. You, it's the second time you've absorbed, right? Yeah. Um, Are you it tells about you the a... out of body thing. Did you have a problem with the out of body thing? No. So the problem I had is uh, I went to the elevator to like, like shoot out my my power that I absorbed, uh-huh. um, and it had the prompt of like hit the right trigger to do whatever you need to do. Um, I spent like five minutes on that puzzle because I thought I was doing it wrong because that prompt wouldn't go away. It turns out my game glitched and that prompt just got frozen there. So oh, I couldn't see okay. anything on the top half of my screen because that prompt was just forever frozen. Huh. Uh, so I had to reload the game a couple times and eventually it disappeared. Um, I've also had some issues where uh, or some of the cutscenes, there's like little pixels that are popping up that I don't know if those are just broken effects, but I get like little rainbow uh pixels that are popping in the game so like textures aren't popping properly so uh the game's got an uphill climb you're playing it on your x right my series x yes yeah the game and there's no like graphical things i can do so i can't change it to like performance mode or anything like that so i I don't i don't i didn't see either of those things happen and i play on the inferior version of what you're playing i know (laughs) it's driving me crazy because i would say uh, maybe like skim through my twitch replay and see if you see any of that stuff because you know you know me yeah. i don't really notice that stuff sometimes i didn't i definitely didn't have a problem powering the elevator um yeah like my and my whole thing was prompts are just stuck so yeah, like that, i that did that i so yeah I so like, like I, so I got a question to ask you so when you're outside of the resort and you were looking for the thing to help you open the door that you, uh, that you took out of a car do you remember that yeah yeah okay yeah. do you was the car there like did you find it right away or did you have to explore a little bit and then you're like I, that, that wasn't there before i kind of felt like i had that because i went all the way to the end uh-huh. of the drive through and then i was walking back and, and then i was like it, oh why didn't it. i look at that car right away yeah like i couldn't remember if like i missed it 
or yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. there. Or the like, because uh, um, Johnny is in chat and he was also in the stream. He was saying that with their with the the game controlling the camera. Yeah. They may the, have the not. Fixed camera. They may have not let you see it. Yeah, they, they could definitely be doing some like yeah. cool little things to. Which I think is to, annoying, but interesting at the same time. So yeah, the, the, it took me a while to get used th- to. Yeah, the only reason I think it is next gen. And again, I saw something that somebody's like, "Well, we've been doing this for years on other games." Is the um, when you're when you're in the medium form when you're when you're yeah. doing something different split it splits and it's live on the screen like you, it's not like you're yeah. you, you go back and forth like there's there's a way for you to go back but there's a point in time where you're controlling two characters at the same time in two separate worlds and that's the part that I feel like could be the only reason that this isn't on xbox ones um is the is the ability to process the information yes i'm aware that like i played mario kart split screen but like yeah. and, and it that's different like this. it's rendering two different types of like worlds with a certain level of detail that like is definitely feels like that is like next gen uh it's just i've just been having like weird visual yeah. glitches which I, is I just like, wanted, like, kind of annoying I, we, we've never like been in each other's houses but like i'm not going in your house between your like your your ps4 hard drives and your P, your hard drives not working on your ps5 yeah. and your xbox stuff like i'm just not going in there <laughs> yeah it was just it was just a weird your, your thing though i will when, say when the wind blows like your internet like <laughs> that's just comcast well i will say i haven't had any issues with like my ps5 in terms of like the external drive really yeah uh like in a while which is nice i think they finally fixed that uh but as i say that something will probably break today <laughs> michael's gonna tweet a picture out of his hard drive like blurging <laughs> like yeah it's just gonna explode uh but yeah uh i'm still gonna continue playing it and hope things get uh, a little better i don't mind like the little graphical glitches yeah, yeah, like yeah. i can they weren't super distracting but it was just like why did why the was it world, a little like, the world is fascinating what the, the the story that they're hinting at is in yeah. terms of like the way they've been teasing stuff is it's got some really really good writing in it like yeah it's and i, uh, I played it on thursday and then i started the, the project for painting my living room friday saturday sunday monday tuesday so yeah and this definitely is gonna be one of those games it'll probably be a, a slow burn uh for me i know it's like 10 hours but i'll probably only yeah. play like an hour or so every yeah. other night i played like i think i played like two hours or two and a half hours um interacting with chat a lot like so it was, it was a pretty uh interactive chat um and i was like okay i'm at a comfortable point where i can i can walk away but i'm super like i'm going back like i'm super intrigued by what what happens next and those are the kind of yeah. and and like i said i've been feeding for something different and this is different and nothing like jumped out and scared the hell out of me yet yeah, there hasn't been anything quite like that uh, just yet, and like I don't know, just the character design is so good. Like when yeah. sadness first popped up, like and her and character, just... like I was a little uh, funky on her, her base form, but her medium form is she's amazing looking. It's so it's cool looking. Her arm, yeah. every, it's so cool. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what have you been playing outside of medium? Um, so medium, uh, I did a little bit of Destiny stuff, just getting ready for the end of the season, start of next season. We got a new trailer today. There's some cool stuff. They're teasing some things, but Bungie's always great at trailers, so we'll find out if it's... I'm going to buy next season just to mess around and play it, because I enjoy playing my favorite TV show. So, um, Then uh, I played Cyber Shadow on Game Pass as well. This is on PlayStation, I believe, also. Um, it's a two, yeah. 2D side-scroller um, 
looks like it has some Metroidvania standpoints to it as you as you kind of move around on the map. There's different chapters. Um, it's very similar to Messenger, um, you know, Mega Man style, Ninja Ninja Gaiden style clone. It's it's very 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 good. I played it on my day off after recording um, for like six hours. So I think I'm on like chapter six or seven. I think there's like ten or eleven chapters. It's it's awesome. Um, I don't know how much it costs on piece on PlayStation. I should probably look. If I had to guess, it's probably like twenty bucks, um, yeah. twenty twenty five bucks. It's it's if you like those precision side scrolling platformers with you know boss fights that make you you know frustrates you to no end because you make the smallest mistake and you die, but then the next time you get the perfect run and you're like and you get that exhilarated feeling for beating the boss. Um, this is the game for you. And it looks cool. It's telling a very interesting story, and it just like graphically, it just the stuff that they've been able to do with with two Ds, two D games now, um, and and all the things that they're throwing at you. It's just it was a lot of fun. It was frustrating, but um, I definitely want to finish it now. So um, something else random that I noticed too, and I don't maybe you can speak to this, and I think it's interesting yeah. and weird at the same time. Uh, Xbox achievements aren't static; they could be at the top of the screen or the bottom of the screen. Uh, I haven't really. Oh yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, they do that. Uh, it might be because they don't want to interfere with what's going on on the screen and be a distraction. So yeah. they might have some way of doing that. Because yeah, now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I've seen them pop up at the bottom. I've yeah. seen them pop up at the top. So, yeah. It's like, but um, yeah, I, I think that you know, as just those two games alone right now for me, like we've always talked about it, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like Cyber Shadow and Medium make two or three months of game pass worth it for me cost wise yeah. cost wise like these are games that i probably would not have you know i would i would have thought like cyber shadow is cool um and i would have been like yeah i'll get it you know but now it's just there and i can play it and i had a blast with it uh, i probably would never have bought the medium unless it was being like raved about um yeah you know, and it would have been and, something and right now been. it's not being raved about but it's still being talked about as yeah. like an okay game and i think that that's the double-edged sword of game pass is that it's there and people just have it and so you're not going to see the the people talk about it in the hype of, around certain things that happen uh, hopefully that's different when like a huge game huge huge game comes out like an xbox exclusive studio game comes out because co- contrary to popular belief medium is not owned by microsoft studios blooper team yeah it's, <laughs> it's, yeah blooper team yeah um but you know i would say this is like double a and a half game for the the media yeah this is definitely like a the biggest game they've done in yeah. terms of like so like um, layers of fear and stuff but it's definitely like it's a great it's a great uh advertisement for game pass yeah so um watching i watched wandavision episode four was great yeah fantastic um there's a there's a youtuber that i watch usually afterwards called like heavy spoilers i think he does a great job of explaining things so usually it's typically we watch wandavision we wonder if there's something in the seven and a half minutes of credits that we're gonna miss and we put heavy spoilers on which is longer than the show we just watched Uh, (laughs) so but uh it's it's definitely it's definitely great i'm very intrigued of the stuff that disney is showing that could be coming in march with like the mighty duck spinoff um oh, it, man it, it'll be worth th- watching so it'll be worth checking my it out, problem so. with the show with that trailer is i think the kid this looks stupid yeah uh i don't know why i don't know something There's about something that kid i'm just like to disney plus in march too um uh, like another marvel show winter soldier yeah 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 falcon or, winter yeah, soldier yeah um 
and I don't remember the name of the movie that we watched, uh, Ange. Oh, and then we watched um, – so after we watched WandaVision um, with some of the stuff that was going on in it, we watched uh, – we stayed up and watched uh, Endgame again. Oh, I, I uh, me and Sarah watched uh, Age of Ultron just because that was like the only Marvel movie she didn't see. Yeah, I, we, I, I, Angela and I were talking about watching that because of there's references, obviously, to that in of what's going on in Wandavision. But I don't think yeah. she, she really like she, she didn't really feel like she was in the mood for that. And we and she doesn't have very good memories, good or bad memories of Age of Ultron. So she's like, I don't know if I liked that or didn't like that. So that's the, um, like, that's Age of Ultron's not great. Need to watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, while we were watching Age of Ultron, I was like, oh, this movie's, like, okay, but, like, Marvel movies after Age of Ultron got significantly better. Yeah. So, Age of Ultron, like, has kind of... The CG's kind of bad in Age of Ultron, too. It's it's a little weird. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just... We were just kind of checking that out. She, you know, just seeing a lot of stuff and and hearing the stuff, like, we've been talking about for the last couple weeks. Like, I'm ready for Disney Plus to have two or three shows that come out every week that I want to watch. Like maybe one a, nice. a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing where it's kind of cool to come home, have dinner, watch a show or, you know, like schedule the time to, to watch it. I, I do agree with the sentiment that I'm reading on the internet or seeing on the internet that people that are getting annoyed with the pacing of WandaVision, um, just got too used to being able to binge their shows. Yeah. So, uh, but I think we're going to start seeing these networks move towards weekly thing as they try and keep retention. Yeah. Especially if you're a new service. Because what would happen, I can tell you right now, what would happen is that people would wait until like May or June and they'd, they'd get Disney Plus for like a month and they'd binge like the four or five shows they want to watch and then they bail. So, yeah. So it's why HBO Max is saying those movies are only available for the first 30 days. So if you wanted to watch Wonder Woman 84, you signed up for it. You Apparently you were disappointed. But if you want to watch um, the next thing that's coming out, like that Tom and Jerry thing that looks hilarious, like you're going to have to re-up your subscription. So. Yeah. Uh, that's it for playing and watching. If you go on the Facebook group or on my Twitter, you can see all the painting that I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was kind of my weekend. Is that we're getting new? We're getting a new couch soon, sometime in the next four months. We ordered it and we're waiting. And they told us it might be a while. We're like, that's fine. Um, and uh, then so that's kind of prompted us to to get this painting done. And there was a lot of gold and brown in this room, um, and now there's a lot of blue and gray and white, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> um but uh that's it for me all right. all right uh questions and comments using hashtag ask digital days uh real quick randy put one in discord have we heard anything about the expanded storage on the uh, ssd storage on the ps5 no nope <laughs> nope that will be <laughs> Not at all. it'll be a firmware update that sony announces in a blog post or in you know spends like a whole day talking about it but i wonder if they're working on a partnership so they can release the official oh i'm sure that like they are. expansion yeah <laughs> but, you know like and they're gonna say you know like other results may vary but this one with our logo on it similar to mlb the show is the one that we want you to buy and it's 245 dollars <laughs> yep and it will be that much because the xbox card costs that much so get ready uh, and again, when they do, wait a month, six weeks, let all the other YouTubers spend the money on five or six different drives and tell you which is the best one. Don't do it until the YouTubers do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let them be the experiments who will yeah. buy four or five of them and then test them. Um, and then Lebetsky on Twitter uh, was just thinking about the closure of Killzone and the discussion you had, and I was thinking... Why do you think that Sony put so much Killzone in the UI video of PS5 if they were just going to close it down? Any thoughts? Ask Digital Days. 
Um, so prestige. He's, yeah, he's he's referencing um, like a couple weeks ago, Killzone or Sony shut down the Killzone.com website, um, and then when we saw like the UI, there was like the UITs for PS5. There was a, uh, a lot of Killzone references to that, um, and I think it was just to mess with people. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, unless that new studio that we talked about is working on a kill zone because they're going to work on an existing franchise. But why I do think you they just kill killzone.com. Maybe they're just going to move everything because like now they have game pages on PlayStation.com that will send okay. you directly to that. That's the only thing I can think of is that new studios working on something Killzone related, though I don't think that's happening. And I don't hate Killzone. Behind me is a Killzone yeah. helmet. <laughs> like I like Killzone. I just don't see like money for Sony in that unless. I, like they're gonna I, swing for the fences. I, I don't have faith in Sony's ability right now to make a first-person multiplayer shooter. Yeah, I have faith in them to make really good single-player games. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, just I mean, yeah. first-person multiplayer shooter. Like, I mean, other than maybe Insomniac with Resistance. Uh, yeah, I mean. I, I would mean, rather who, see Resistance come back than, I, than Killzone. To be I mean, at this yeah. point in time, like I, I mean, I agree with you, but wh- who, what studio has a pedigree to make a first-person shooter for Sony right now? No one, unless this new Santa Monica team or whatever, yeah. the San Diego team. Uh, was it San, San Diego or Santa Monica? Either way, their new team that they're building on from scratch, ger- maybe ger- they Gorilla's can... Gorilla's 100% on Horizon. Like, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah, and they killed uh, the, the second Gorilla studio, yeah. uh, the one who made Rig. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla Cambridge, yeah. So I just like yeah. it's the same problem that I like. Let the let let you know. Sony knows what they do well. They make great third-person story-driven games. Like that's what they do. They make a, a, a fantastic sports game. God of War is third-person. Ghost of Tsushima is third-person. Last of Us is third-person. Uncharted is third-person. Infamous is third-person. Know your role. Know your niche. Stay there. Keep doing yeah. doing great. Yeah, like until you can show me that you make a you know a great first-person game. Yeah, that that's that 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 would be the only thing I can think for that new studio. Mm-hmm. Like that would be the only studio I would say they can try a first person shooter. They can try Killzone because they have, no, they have they don't make anything else. Ultimately, realistically, as we're talking about MLB the show being on multiple platforms, if you want to see a multiplayer shooter become well, it, it do well, you can't just put it on Sony. Yeah, you need to put it on multiple devices, yep. uh, especially. And now we're hitting a point where if you have a shooter, it has to be free to play. <laughs> like unless you're call of duty has to, ha- has to have an ass but well, call of duty has a free-to-play version yeah like, yeah so Destiny but call of duty will still release a 60 60 you know, valorant you know like the, those games like i just the valorant community is just astounding to me like the like patch days for valorant's like oh my god <laughs> like, yeah like and, and, it, and it's fine like i i i feel like overwatch 2 is going to have some type of free-to-play aspect to it I think so too, or it's going to have a very low uh, entry point, but I have a yeah. feeling, yeah, it's going to be free to play or something. Yeah. So, um, you got anything else? Uh, no, no, that's it. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Those of you hanging out in the chat, we appreciate it. Those of you listening and sending us comments after you listen to the show, it's always appreciated. Again, if you could leave us a review, that's super helpful. Super, super, super helpful. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Digital Days Pod. You can follow Michael at the first MJC one ST. You can follow uh, myself at Good Dave Hunt. Uh, join the Facebook group. Join our Discord channel. Links are in the show notes. Uh, awesome conversations going on in there. 
uh, along with multiple things coming cross-platform, being in Discord will be very important because that'll probably be the easiest way for us to communicate. Uh, Destiny's going cross-platform. MLB The Show is going cross-platform. Call of Duty is cross-platform. Rocket League is cross-platform. Among Us is cross-platform. I believe. Uh, so just like that joining Discord will be the easiest way for us to, if we ever decide to party up and group up in a game, uh, it's a good way to, to find out. Uh, if we're playing Destruction All-Stars and we're in a Discord channel, uh, it's easy to know that we're in there playing versus us having to make sure that everybody in the DDG community is invited to a certain party chat because I'll always miss somebody. I miss people in my Destiny groups all the time. So it's a pain. Uh, so patreon.com slash digital days gaming uh, $1 tip jar $3 discord access $5 24-hour early access to the weekly show and $7 is the monthly bonus episode which we just released uh, it, it is a deep dive into spider-man miles morales and spider-man ps4 ps5 remaster so um, but other than that that is all that I have, and uh, I hope everyone has a great week, and you keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See ya.